This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. And we promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Ankit Rawal, Senior Director, BizDev and Partnerships at AFL. Ankit, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Thanks for having me. Great, great. Thank you for coming. It's great to have you on the show. Okay, let me set the stage first. Every person on this planet who needs to get up on Monday morning to tune in his brain to work, and basically it never stops till Friday evening, would agree that it is tough. Now, if you're a net marketer, there are several questions that are floating in your mind all the time. Who are my app users? Do I know all kinds of app users that may need my app? How should I approach all these people? Where, what marketing channels should I use? All these questions push app marketer over and over to brainstorm new ideas with a mind mapping app or just drawing diagrams on a paper, peering into data points on his or her laptop, day in, day out. So on this episode, we will try to address all these questions and make her or his life easier. But first, please tell us about yourself, Ankit. What is your background? Thanks, Art. So uh, as you rightly said, I am currently the senior biz dev uh, and partnerships at Apple. Uh, I bring in 15 plus years of experience across big companies like Microsoft, Oracle to upstarts and startups like InMobi at Apple. My expertise is largely converting white spaces into sustainable business review uh, revenues across different markets, whether here in India, Southeast Asia, Middle East, Latin America. And prior to Apple, I was with another ad tech company called InMobi from the very early days uh, and was country manager India in my last remit. Beyond work, actually, I'm a big uh, columnist and writer where many of my articles have published uh, in various media journals. I incidentally also co-authored an interesting case study, the kinds which you study at B schools, uh, where I had authored with my professor on how do we make ads beautiful within games. So very similar to what you said while setting the stage, how can we make ads beautiful within games? And incidentally, it got featured at HBR. I also teach uh, digital marketing at several B schools and have been practicing mindful meditation regularly. I think what's interesting the last 18, 24 months as we were all navigating COVID was I got smitten by world history. And this is from antiquity to modern times. So whether it is the rise of Julius Caesar crossing the Rubicon River to establishing the powerful Roman Empire to how India and China really lost its share of world GDP from almost two thirds to less than 20% as the case today. And interestingly, what I've learned uh, is that our history is no more than a series of incredible events. And every one of us, you and me, can change its course. And most smallest of the decisions we take today in our life can swing the world in a different way. And sometimes to foresee the future, you need to know the past. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Uh, the, only, the only way you can prepare for the future is just to make sure you learn the lessons from your past and be prepared. That's for sure. I hope every student listens to you carefully in your lectures. Is that true? <laughs> I try my best. 
yeah yeah i see that's that's as best as it can you do your best and hope that they will do you their best got it okay now what is mass today uh the company the the division in the apple what services do you provide who are your clients Correct. So uh, a little bit of context about Apple. Apple is a 17-year-old company uh, started uh, in India, but now have a global presence. Uh, we are also incidentally a public company listed on the Indian Stock Exchange and doing businesses uh, with app marketers across the globe. Uh, whether it is in Latin America to Japan, we have a presence. And uh, over the last few years in my various roles at Apple, we realized that what we really done life and as you pointed very uh, well in the beginning that it has become very very complex for an app marketer to achieve their simple goal of getting relevant users for their app unfortunately i'll also take a blame of it but our industry has got inundated with three letter acronyms cpi cpm dmp dsp uh, cdp and what you have right so it oh gets God. really yeah. really convoluted for an app marketer to really do a very simple thing of how do i get relevant apps for my app how do i get relevant users for my app and i think that is what we are trying to do at mass which is one of the divisions within apple group where we are trying to help this where we help app marketers uh, to identify relevant users for their app how do we really create exciting experience for them so that they break clutter because like it or not because of this inundation of ads for the last few years a user has built like a blindness towards any kind of ad and then how do we really engage them in their context so that ads are beautiful and not uh, pesky and really really annoying right because unfortunately we've been billboarding the internet so how do we really leverage the context of the user to show them interesting ads so that they engage and more importantly for the app marketer is that when you see the ad right and the barrage of data which comes in, in the world we're living in today how do we really drive actionable insights for them to drive business outcomes so it is no longer about what's the ctr or the conversion rate but how is it impacting your cost of sale how are you getting repeat customers what's the retention rate so that's what we largely do at mass which is a unified audience platform for mobile user growth got it that's very comprehensive and from a client perspective i think the other part of the question is who do, who is our clients interestingly yeah. today anyone who has an app can become a client uh so this could be a, a company in the e-commerce e or gaming space to even crypto apps which has sprung up in the last few quarters anyone and everyone who is looking for users for their app whether you are a pre series a company or a unicorn is a customer to us and that shows in our customer list so we have a breadth and depth of clients across the globe in fact last i was checking with my team we drive installs for app marketers in more than 50 plus countries across the globe Yeah, fifty plus countries. I would I would say that's pretty much the whole Europe, both Americas and most Asia and Africa. Like, it's uh, the bulk of the you know active uh, countries. I mean, active economies in the world. Fifty. Absolutely, uh, and I think what COVID has also done is that it has accelerated this growth, right? So today, when there was a massive lockdown, and app was the only way for a company to get their products and services reached out to them. So we saw this interesting shift that while app economy was growing there was things like gaming and e-commerce and retail slowly coming on the app ecosystem what covid really did is many new categories like education entertainment health which were still very early adopters of app really had no option but to come on the 
app platform. And I think all of them have seen massive growth in the last 18, 24 months. And even now, as the world opens up, we feel that this momentum will continue. And in some sense, we'll become like an app first economy in the next few years. Right. Covid is a big accelerator. Now, you've been the, in the tech industry for over a decade. How do you see the industry has changed over the years? Yep. So I'm one of those, uh, you can say, granddaddies of the ad tech industry. In fact, I started my career way back in 2009. Uh, and this was the era when the iPhone, though it was launched in 2007, was just picking up some steam. But still, it was the era of mobile, web, and value-added services like callback, ringtones, wallpapers, uh, especially through the SMS channel were exploding. This was the era of Nokia and Java Symbian. But then as both the iPhone as well as the Android ecosystem was launched, the penetration of smartphone really increased. Uh, we saw a huge uh, wave of app stores getting launched. And I think for the first time, it gave really developers to build software in one part of the world and distribute globally thanks to the app store, right? So you can develop locally and sell globally, sell globally. But what it really then done is that it created a whole wild, wild west out there, right? So this was the era of, and I'm talking about 2010, 2011 era of incense traffic, burst campaigns, as uh, slowly, slowly gaming, e-commerce started coming on the app bandwagon. Uh, we saw the uh, evolution of ad networks, affiliates, uh, and that is when we started looking at mid-funnel, bottom-funnel, things like CPC, CPI started coming in. And by the time 2015, 2016, uh, we started throwing more three-letter acronyms like DSP, SSP, RTB, etc. And the life of an app marketer became even more convoluted. And then as we were discussing uh, a little while ago that how COVID really accelerated where even more newer categories, whether it was, uh, say, education, health tech started becoming uh, app first or uh, app only so that they started using this. So what really has happened in the last, if I reflect in the last 10, 12 years is that new and new categories started coming on the app store. Another seminal change which happened uh, in 2019 beyond COVID in our system was a whole iOS 14.5 and the deprecation of the whole IDFA, etc., which really created an upheaval in reporting and measurement. Uh, there was obviously a lot of chaos in the first few months, but hopefully now the dust is getting settled in. Uh, we are seeing how Apple search, for example, is becoming an important channel for app user acquisition. And one of the other trends I see really happening in the last 12 months is around m &A activity, right? So we've seen some very big ticket activities, uh, either companies going public or getting acquired, whether it was Apple wins of Mopub and Adjust, Digital Turbine acquisition of Ad Colony, uh, or even here at Apple where we acquired several brands like AppNext, MediaSmart, Jamp, and so on and so forth. So the whole Lumascape, if I say, way back in 2010, 11 to now has really cleaned up. Uh, and... What is also interesting is a lot of non-ad tech companies like a Klarna or a DoorDash or an Instacart or even Zoom, for example, are all now becoming an ad network. So if I reflect back in the last 13 years, what I really think is that change is inevitable, but progress is optional. So change is inevitable like everywhere else in life, but progress is optional and teams and companies who have been able to cope up with this constant change are the ones who are not only just surviving, but thriving. Uh, and I feel with the legacy of last 17 years, I feel we are one of those privileged organizations to be able to navigate this change regularly and adapt, uh, and which is one of the core uh, features or differentiation for us in this ad tech industry. Yeah, ad tech industry is pretty has very diverse landscape. 
uh, and it's been changing a lot, especially recently, as you've said, after the Apple's introduction of um, um, iOS 14.5, uh, deprecation of uh, IDFA and that switch and the, the whole shift in the landscape uh, which we see is that many companies are buying other companies that we see a lot of acquisitions to get more power, get more information in this new environment. So it, it leads me to my next question, which is what challenges do you see in the industry overall and how does uh, all these changes affect a modern-day advertiser. The app industry is vast. To navigate this space, you need a directory to look up suppliers and partners, and you need to know who are the best. Visit our marketplace directory at businessofapps.com slash marketplace slash podcast. And now, back to the show. Yep. So again, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to work across several app marketers across verticals and geographies. So whether it is in Latin America to Korea, Japan, China, and the whole world in between. And one of the constant grouse I hear from app marketers is that they always complain that why is ad tech so convoluted and confusing, right? As I was highlighting that we are notorious for these three letter acronyms and it really makes life for an outsider very, very confusing, right? Like when they start on their embark on their app acquisition journey, beyond say Google and Facebook, a barrage of players come in from affiliates, ad networks, programmatic channels, OEM placements, Apple search ads, uh, other social channels like TikTok and Snap and Reddit. And then there is uh, now influencer marketing, which is coming in there like wondering what's happening? How do I really navigate this? I'm just looking to accomplish a simple thing that I have a certain app which accomplishes tasks where I can make my users shop or play or get entertained or study or whatever. But if I have a job to find relevant users for my app, it becomes really, really painful. And what I call this as an ad tech maze. And I think this is one of the big challenge today. A lot of app marketers face that if they have to navigate this ad tech maze becomes very, very confusing and operationally taxing and not all of them are very well funded or have big UA teams who can navigate this. And I think that is where, I feel one of the big challenges app marketers face today and our endeavor at Apple Mass is how do we really make that process a little bit more easier, a little bit more transparent and a little bit more intuitive and insightful. Yeah, you mentioned about the convoluted maze. That's an interesting term to use. Uh, that advertiser must have navigated through to maximize revenue while struggling to keep the costs low. How do you solve this puzzle at Mass? No, very interesting question, Art. Very interesting question. And if I just look from first principles, we do it on four pillars, which we have. The first pillar, which every app marketers uh, grapple with, is to understand who's the relevant audience, right? So today, uh, we have built our in-house consumer intelligence platform called MDMP, where we have connected almost 2.4 billion devices. And we collect millions and billions of signals around them, around user intent, transactional signal, etc. And on this data set, then we apply multi-layered intelligence framework, uh, whether through feature analysis, auto segmentation, behavioral analysis, basically to predict who would be the most relevant persona that may be relevant for your app, right? So say I am a OTT app, I am a gaming app, I'm an e-commerce app, I'm a crypto app, I'm a fintech app. The first fundamental problem you are grappling with is who are the relevant users and among so many billions of pools of users, who are those relevant hundreds 
or thousands of users who are relevant for my app will not just install the app but also maybe do do engagement around it whether it is sale whether it is deposit or what have you and the other thing which you also need to be cognizant is that we are living in a privacy first world you can't collect any personally identifying information and we very strongly take it seriously we adhere with all the privacy and data security regulations whether it is gdpr or ccpa in california us or like for singapore where we are accredited by the singapore government uh, they have another uh, regulation called bdo and privacysec and we adhere to all that so the first fundamental problem we are trying to solve for an app marketer who your relevant audience is for your app once you have done that the other big question is that as we know that we are living in a tiktok generation where we are uh, attention deficit we only consume bite size content how do i create experiences where the user sit ups and take notice and say aha this is interesting i want to know more so how can you do clutter breaking ad experience so that i am not interrupting you when you are consuming content but can i accentuate your experience through relevant advertising and then i also need to do this at the place where you are present right so again that's the third fundamental part what we do is mass is once you have identified who your customer is how can you engage with them how can i show you a relevant ad where i respect your context and respect what you are doing right so for example if you are playing a game you are in a lean forward mode you really don't want any interruption because you're trying to jump that next hoop and if that time if i show you a like a banner ad or a interstitial it will be that wtf moment so how do i really understand your context and really give you personal engagement where you are open for new experiences new recommendations and at the same time amplify your reach right because as an advertiser we live in a very fragmented media world people are consuming so much kind of content around lifestyle video audio as well as different exchanges sans so on and so forth so what we try to do is we try to reach out to the user where he is most or she is more relevant and more open to new experiences and last but very important through our m inside dashboard is when we really answer the question of so what for the advertiser right today we live what i say that we are drowning in data but starving for knowledge so as a app marketer as a ua manager you get bombarded with lots of data uh, around what creative the user is using what media what yeah. audience but really what you care for is business outcomes right what can i take and use this data for to drive actions for my app whether it is driving uh, transactions whether it is driving deposit driving registration whatever it be so one of a core fundamental aspects of our business is m inside dashboard which helps you to give these kinds of insights so that you are able to take further business outcomes so just to summarize who your advertiser we have a platform for that how do you engage with them we have a platform for that where do i show the relevant ad i have a platform for that and then so what so that once i know all this data how do i use this for business outcomes and that's what we are trying to do at apple smarts right that's that's very comprehensive description and very interesting to see what pillars you've put in the, uh, in, in the foundation of the platform all of them really make sense to navigate app advertiser and finally give her and him a good structure of how they can achieve their business goals addressing those those very important the very core questions to their work now let's touch um, over your overlap index um can you tell us a little bit a little bit more about it how does it work uh, what does it help people with yeah so again uh 
this is one of the new uh, product features which we are la launching called the overlap index and as i said we have a legacy of 17 years we've been working across several clients across verticals and geographies and one of the constant urge i've seen within app marketers to keep on adding new channels of supply to get additional reach and higher competition right because we all know that right more the merrier uh, and this classically happens is when you are an app marketer you start your app journey with say doing a campaign on google uac or facebook then you add couple of ad networks or dsps then a new supply channels show up and says you know what i have this property or i have this feature and you keep on adding and what we realized is uh, over a period of uh, say 12 to 18 months a ua manager would be managing some 18 channels across so many different networks that it becomes really really complex and operationally taxing and as we know the law of diminishing returns it also applies uh, to user acquisition where till a certain threshold if you add a new channel it adds value you get additional reach and you're able to get some kind of price efficiency but after that you actually inculcate a bidding war among the existing channels you keep on showing the ad to the same user and in some sense it creates a ad fatigue for that end user so what we are trying to do is while intuitively this always made sense for an app marketer but can you quantify it can you for example show uh, to the end app marketer that how much fragmentation is happening uh, what kind of channels are overlapping for what kind of users how do i uh, add incrementality to your uh, flow so that every time you add a new channel it does not uh, eats into existing pool of users but you are able to get additional reach so that is what overlap index is very similar to like a stock market index or say an inflation index in current times and through this index you understand value true value of each channel so and how addition of each channel helps uh, reduces your reach as well as creates greater fatigue so that is what we are trying to do and again just to call this out this is not relevant for every app marketer only when you have a certain scale uh, where you are running across multiple geographies you are running with say four five or more partners uh, you want to see what is the true value of the channel you are getting is when overlap index becomes very very interesting got it so overlap index is your answer to the question how do i make sure that new channels i'm adding will not basically repeat the same audiences i'm i i'm having at this point and actually uh delivering for me actually granting me an access to new audiences and not just uh, basically paying extra for the same audiences but from the different channel making sense that my audience growth is sensible thoughtful and uh, efficient for you know increasing my apps user base Bye. absolutely and maybe let me give you another analogy and something which a lot of marketers have been really used to and i'm comparing it with what cpg companies like nike and png have already been doing uh -huh. for decades something called media mix modeling right and again media mix modeling for the uninitiated uh, in your audience is basically a practice where you have many many variables that contribute to your business and marketing outcomes you need not be just say traditional advertising or digital advertising but it could be as basic as what are the fuel charges and what is the weather condition because believe it or not all of these variables contribute in some form of the business outcomes you are looking for whether it is sales or price optimization etc so what we try to do is we collect a lot of these data around channels in our scheme of thing which is user acquisition and then try to build an elasticity saying that every time you add a new channel what is the kind of price uh, inflation you are seeing and what is the reduction in uh, reach you are happening because in some sense you are overlapping with your existing users and we are trying to 
build this like a index so that it becomes very easy for an app marketer to say aha if i'm adding this channel actually it is increasing my pricing by x percentage but reducing my reach by y percent so really quantifying it for an app marketer to understand that among various channels they use like google facebook tiktok affiliates oems uh, to influencer marketing what is the overlap among all these channels gotcha that's that's very smart approach and finally let's take a quick look into the future what is next for mass yeah so uh, this is something which i keep thinking all the time and again uh, for context for your listeners mass is a fairly new brand within the apple umbrella uh, while apple has been around for the last 17 years we are not older than 17 months however in the short span uh, of last uh, 18 months we've accomplished a lot of products whether it is our mdmp which i mentioned which is accredited by the imda singapore government to the overlap index which we have launched uh, we've also built interesting go to market plans uh, across several emerging markets whether here in india indonesia brazil uh, south africa where we will now have local fit and street and the idea is largely take some of our uh, industry thought leadership products like mdmp overlap index mdsp plus which again is coming to all these markets work with app marketers in this part of the world of how do we really help them acquire users without really going through all the pain which today an app marketer has to go and also not reinvent the wheel right so one of the things from the vantage point where we work is a lot of trends a lot of learnings can be very easily Uh, taken from one market and transferred to a new market right so say for example in africa as we speak the whole app economy is just booming the first versions of the e-commerce and travel and fintech apps are coming and for them they need, need not reinvent the wheel the learning which you have had here in india or in the us could be very easily transferred and i think that's what we are trying to do and in that context we also publish a lot of thought leadership articles we've been working with mmps like appflare adjust to come up with co-branded reports so on and so forth so that we really take some of our learnings and really disseminate it to as many app marketers so that they don't have to reinvent the wheel and i think that's what is keeping me excited and we feel that you're just getting started and miles to go all right that's awesome now uh we are in the second part of the show which is dedicated to just a few questions that i'm asking every guest on the show to mm-hmm. let my listeners to know people i invite to the show a little bit better. So here we go. Quick uh fast questions. What smartphone do you have now? Uh have you been switching between iOS and Android or just staying one side all the time? Interesting. So actually i carry an Android phone. Uh i have a OnePlus uh and honestly uh, i i lapped into my first phone way back in 2002. uh and from that time i tried to, and that was obviously the era of uh, nokia java symbian and that was my first phone nokia 3100 but after that i did switch between ios and android for some time but since 2010 i think uh, i have now stuck to android within android tried multiple oems like samsung and google nexus this was the phone before the pixel series but i think for the last few years i have settled with oneplus and very happy with them and really waiting for the next uh, version which is oneplus 10 which i think gets launched in india sometime in august this year cool uh if we can get back just briefly before the year of smartphones first mobile phones can you remember your first one first mobile phone just the the one you could carry in your pocket yep uh, actually it was nokia so this is this is again uh, circa 2002 if i remember well 
Uh, this was Nokia three one zero zero, and why I remember it so effectively is remember, I, this was the time when the phones had just got launched, and I had done an internship, and I'd saved all the money and the stipend from the internship uh, to ensure that I buy my first phone. So I really had earned it uh, with my own money way back in two thousand two when I was still at college. So it was a Nokia three one zero zero. Cool. Now let's get back to the reality, to present day. Okay, imagine for a second you've left your smartphone at home. What would be the most missing feature for you? Hmm, interesting. We've all got slaves to a smartphone, right? So, but interestingly, you know what? I'm not that hooked to social media. Like, uh, I'm not someone who's checking their LinkedIn or uh, TikTok feed that often or Instagram. Uh, but I think where I really got hooked to my smartphone is on the audio content. So whether it is uh, Audible, where I'm listening to. Uh, books or whether it is my podcast or say even music on youtube music or google podcast so i think if i miss my phone i'll miss it for the audio content which i consume on it you got it um now uh, just a quick look into the future of the mobile tech uh, if you can think of anything on your smartphone could be hardware or software or even both that you believe it's missing right now and you go like wouldn't be great if my smartphone can do that what would be that thing hmm. so let me actually give a uh, interesting uh, take on it and digging it to my history lessons right like uh, again as i said i've been following a lot of histories of late so if i go back in 15th century it was the era of conquistador uh, cortez and the aztec empire then the 18th century it was all about the california wild west uh, and the whole gold rush so today, if I see right today, there's so much noise around internet, around Web three, crypto, decentralized permissions, AR, VR, crypto punks, etc. And while I know a lot of this hyperbole and pendulum is really swing to the extremes, what I feel is when the dust settles uh, in the next couple of years, I think we will have a new version of metaverse. Uh, and I recently saw this movie Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg, which I feel has uh, our world in the next few years will manifest in that uh, where, for example, board apes will become the new Rolex, Fortnite skins will be the new skinny jeans, and our flexes will become digital. And I think in that context, uh, also our apps and phones may evolve. Uh, you never know, maybe uh, next time we're recording this, it will be our avatars who will be recording this podcast. And I think that kind of technology around AR, VR, which is still work in progress and going back to history, obviously will not get in the first iteration, but I feel that in the next few years will become very, very interesting on the app and app will become the gateway to uh, these worlds, either virtually or augmenting our existing real world. Got it. Interesting. I think, I think I should start practicing my interviews with the avatar. I never heard about it <laughs> before uh, that experience, but I should get ready. All right. Before I let you go, just very, very final question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Yep. So I'm, I'm as always on all social channels. I'm there on LinkedIn. You can find me by Ankit Ravel. Uh, I'm there on Twitter. Uh, my handle is AA Ravel. Or just drop me an email. My first name dot last name at Apple.com and I can help in anything. And as I said, I've been in this industry for the last 15 plus years, seen across bigger organizations like Microsoft, Oracle to upstarts and now big companies like Inmobi and Apple. So happy to help you. And if you have an app and you're looking for an app user strategy and you want to see is a particular channel, a right channel, how do you navigate this ad tech maze? Feel free to give me a shout out. Awesome. Terrific. Ankit, thank you very much for your time and coming on our show. Thank you. Bye-bye. Absolutely. The pleasure was equally mine. Thanks, Art, for having me here. Bye. And that was 
Ankit Rawal, Senior Director of Business Development and Partnerships at Payful. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Wireless episodes are Mondays, so subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer if you're still listening to podcasts on your computer. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is really appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.